focused on finding and targeting their ideal customers at scale. I'm your host, Monique Ruiz. As we inch closer to the end of the year, marketers across industries are either already knee-deep in planning or are at least starting to think about their 2023 strategy. With that comes the evaluation of which media channels make the most sense to reach the right audiences through, and understanding what type of return those channels provide. One such channel that's gotten a lot of attention lately is digital audio. You may also know it as streaming audio, or maybe you simply just call it audio. This month on the podcast, we're going to talk about what digital audio is, why it's gaining so much buzz with advertisers, and will hopefully help you get a better idea of whether or not you should be investing in this channel or increasing your marketing investment here. To help me get through all of that and more in the next 20 minutes or so, I've invited our friends and partner IRI on. If you haven't heard of IRI, they help CPG, retail, OTC, healthcare, and media companies grow their business by integrating large sets of otherwise disconnected purchase, media, social, causal, and loyalty data. We're lucky enough to have their VP of Global Media Enablement, Daryl Jursa, joining us later. But first, I've invited a familiar voice back, Aaron Clare, who is a director of sales on our commercial team here at Claritas. Aaron is going to give us some background on why digital audio. So let's bring him in. Aaron, welcome back to the Marketing Insider. Hey, Monique. Happy to be back. Great. And Aaron, just a quick um, note. is it? Did I get your title right? Is it director of sales or is uh, it? <laughs> yeah, so so it's not director of sales, even though I do do <laughs> a lot of that. Um, technically billed as the director of the optimized channel solutions team. Okay. Uh, kind of overseeing account management and campaign management, kind of the more operational end of the, the business. Um, but yeah, it definitely certainly includes sales activities and uh, solutions engineering and uh, contributing to product direction and, and all that good stuff. All right. Um, I could have mentioned this in my introduction, but I wanted to make sure that I had the expert on for this part so I didn't miss anything key. This episode is heavily focused on digital audio measurement. And considering Daryl from IRI has a great success story, he's going to share related to that. But the question has come up many times as to what we mean when we say digital audio. Is this a fancy name for the radio we listen to in our car on the way to work? Or is this something completely different? Yeah, so... You know, digital audio, really you can think of it versus radio, where radio is kind of over the air, uh, comes from an analog signal, whereas digital, you can think of anytime you're connected to the internet, any audio through through internet is, is really what we're referring to as digital audio. So that can be things that you're downloading, like uh, songs or albums or podcasts, or if you're live streaming, uh, Suppose it's uh, Pandora or Spotify, or you're using the iHeartRadio app, or any of these ways to consume uh, music or podcasts, what have you. So that whole area is what we're referring to as as digital audio. Yeah, good clarifier there. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to believe, but it has been a year since I had you on the podcast. What is new in the world of measurement and attribution when it comes to digital audio? And I'll throw in podcasts too, since the two have those those connections. Yeah, so, you know, it's growing. Uh, that is the most exciting aspect of this. There's a lot of brands 
and partners coming into the space and uh you know the you know just just the the partnerships that are occurring uh just the buzz around the industry um you know some things that that are cropping up are you know as we're, we move towards a uh, a privacy conscious world and brands being interested in brand safety and just marketers becoming more conscious and responsible with their ad activity yeah and i'll I'll mention related to privacy we've got a ton of material that we've been putting out about how privacy has evolved across different industries so if you do want to know a little bit more there i encourage everybody listening to go check out our website so kind of getting the conversation back around the advertising side via digital audio, um, I will say historically, I've noticed that direct-to-consumer businesses or brands were the ones who advertised more heavily on podcasts. So, you know, some of the podcasts I listen to, I hear commercials for retailers like Rothy's or Warby Parker, even apps like Talkspace. Is this the same for digital audio where advertisers tend to be heavy in that direct-to-consumer business model or is it different? Yeah, so it is It is generally the direct-to-consumer brands that are advertising in podcasts and digital audio. We do work with, with B2B brands as well. The investment in the digital audio channel is a large opportunity, and it's a larger opportunity than you might think. So I've got another citation here from Edison Research, where they estimate that by 2026, more than two-thirds of the entire U.S. population will be digital audio listeners. And the majority of all daily audio listening happens on digital devices. So regardless of, of who are the early adopters of advertising through these channels. They're the ones that uh, all marketers should consider exploring for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and when we work with our clients, another solution beyond uh, the, the measurement is helping our marketers to understand who their best customers are by analyzing their, their CRM data or their client base from, from their, their data. Mm -hmm. So what we can do is we can, not only say who they are, where, where they are, but, you know, also we can look at what channels they engage with and how much of their time they're spending uh, engaging with those channels. Um, so, you know, we can help them understand if podcasts or digital audio makes sense for them to, you know, add to their overall marketing mix. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did a, an analysis on audio and podcast performance by industry at the end of 2020. So just kind of for our, our benchmarks and, and our data. Uh, so for digital audio and e-commerce, uh, we saw an average cost per conversion of less than $6 and an average sales lift of 86%, which is great. So that's very impactful. A lot of return on investment, more bang for your buck. And on the, so that's for digital audio, streaming audio, we can think of. And then on the podcast side, uh, e-commerce saw a $2.75 cost per conversion and an average lift of 199%. So yeah, there's certainly a reason why the, the podcast channel is, is such an effective channel. You know, and those are just two metrics, but overall you tend to spend less for your ads on these channels and uh, you're often seeing better results than, you know, other traditional media channels like print or, or uh, you know, television. Yeah, those are some great stats. So I'll make sure, um, just as a side note, to link that report in our description box. So if you're listening, you can go ahead and grab a copy for yourself. Um, 
A follow-up question to that, though, do you think the, these types of metrics will change over time, or do you already see other um, industries sort of taking advantage of these channels more heavily than they are currently? Uh, well, I'm sure that we'll do more analyses in the future with our partners, okay. uh, mm -hmm. like the one I just mentioned. But with the way things are trending, the numbers are only expected to get even better for advertisers. And that in turn should bring other industries that hadn't considered digital audio or podcasts uh, before. And we've seen that actually bear out. There recently was the podcast movement conference in Dallas, mm -hmm. where we saw mm -hmm. a lot of, of new new brands and industries interested and uh, visible at the conference. Yeah, let me let me ask you about that. So you just came back from that conference in Dallas, but before attending it, what were you most excited about? And now that you've been, what were kind of the, the cool things to learn or hear more about? Or, you know, what did you take away from it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was very excited to just get out and uh, meet people face to face, you know, as we're emerging. After the pandemic, I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't traveled in some time for uh, for business. And as you know, I was excited to, you know, meet some of the clients that I have good relationships with and, and you know, just improve those relationships and then just get a pulse on the industry and the market and see what the trends are. Um, you know, one of the things uh, our, our colleague and uh, uh, director of sales, uh, Omer Jelani, spoke on a panel at the convention and, and that went very well, uh, just kind of talking about measurement and uh, you know, his, his emphasis, and again, mine is, is that you know, we encourage clients to ask questions about methodology, about graphs, and about uh, how measurement and attribution is conducted. Nice. Yeah, there are some also interesting things. So you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, brand safety uh, so, you know, ensuring that that your uh, where you're advertising your product or service is aligned with the values of your stakeholders and audiences. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, collaboration in general. So I think what's interesting about the podcast industry and ecosystem is it's a bit different than some of the other industries where there's true collaboration and camaraderie between partners and even among competitors. And I think that that's great because that helps everyone, you know, to, you know, introduce new insights, you know, make things flow more seamlessly. And it was great to see. And I'm looking forward to collaborating more with, with uh, some of the, uh, the partners and, and um, uh, different uh, people we met at the conference. Yeah, Aaron. So any final things that we need to know about measurement or attribution before we uh, switch over and bring in our, our other guest? Yeah, I would just remind listeners to watch the Attribution 3.0 Fireside Chat and uh, you know, just reiterate that we're excited to get feedback on all the enhancements and improvements we've been working on. And uh, you know, we have uh, a whole video series on uh, attribution and methodology on our site. Yeah, and I will make sure to link that as well. So good, good reminder about that. Lots of great content for everyone listening. So thank you again, Aaron, for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much again, Monique. All right. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we return, Daryl Jersa from IRI will be joining us. So stick around. All right. I'm now joined by my next guest, Daryl Jersa, VP of Global Media Enablement at IRI, one of the original innovators in big data. Daryl, welcome to the Marketing Insider. Well, thanks for having me, Monique. 
Of course. So let's start off with you giving our listeners a little bit of background into IRI and what you do on a day-to-day basis there. Sure. Uh, well, IRI has been around for, for quite some time, uh, even before we really started talking about media. Uh, it's been around since uh, the late 1970s. And it started as an organization that was collecting point of sale data. So, you know, you go into a supermarket, um, convenience store, just about anywhere where you buy a consumer package good, uh, the company was collecting that data and, and selling it right back to um, uh, back to consumer package goods companies, just to give an idea from a market measurement perspective, what was happening. So cut to today where we have a number of different data sets. We have, uh, you know, it is point of sale, it's consumer panel data and our loyalty card database of retailer uh, loyalty cards. And we're applying that to the media marketplace or the media ecosystem. So uh, the company's been around for quite some time. And, and I, you know, for me, I was attracted to it because I've been in media marketing for several decades now and uh, have a lot of fun applying these data sets to solutions for consumer packaged goods marketers. Nice. So in this podcast episode, we've been talking all about digital audio. It's a channel that kind of continues to explode in popularity and the opportunity for advertisers, it's huge. It's its one that you know we just collaborated on alongside our partner Odyssey for a campaign with a well-known skincare brand. Have mm-hmm. you heard from brands that you work with that they wanna expand their reach through the digital audio channel or are you seeing other traditional channels still kind of take center stage with them? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, um, and, and I will say that uh, an asterisk by audio or audio branding or digital audio, there's a lot of different um, categories and yes. how it's described. Uh, you know, I started my career in radio and had a, a really great time, and those were back in the days when, you know, you had just maybe two devices, and it wasn't digital. Right. And, you know, the way to measure sales around that was to see if somebody, you know, somebody actually... Uh, sold something and you, you you struck the time period in which uh, a campaign was going. And so, you know, clients today are blending everything under the headline audio. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, a couple of the stats that are out there, IEB says it's 5 billion. You know, it's growing by leaps and bounds. I think uh, COVID uh, had a lot to do with that. People, you know, sitting at home, listening and learning, quite frankly. Um, you know, there's that passive and active listening across different uh, file, you know, formats and and devices, we are seeing a lot of companies diving in for test and learn purposes, but also mm-hmm. diving in to see if they're able to take care of the, that sort of, uh, as we say, lower in media, lower funnel, right? Mm-hmm. The, the opportunity to convert listeners to buy something as opposed to what has always been for audio, top funnel brand awareness campaigns in which, you know, you put a, a, a message out there and, you know, it was, it was all about generating, um, you know, more awareness for folks with regards to a a product or service. So we are seeing clients look at at it from a conversion perspective now. Right. And I think too, from a consumer perspective, at least I know for myself, you know, you get screen fatigue, but at the same time, you still want to be entertained. So (laughs) popping in your earbuds and listening, it's, it's so easy to do. It really is. It really is. I mean, with the amount of content out there, I would tell you there's just way too much. But yeah. I, mean, there's, I mean, people make a living off of that, too. So I have to be careful. But right. I mean, it is it is I mean, it is essentially I, I think I saw another stat five hours a week 
in podcasts. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I certainly don't have the time to, to listen <laughs> to that many podcasts. But, you know, I do have it as a part of my routine. So, yeah, exactly. So I I mentioned that we teamed up to help a global skincare brand measure the impact their advertising via this digital audio channel had on driving sales of their products. Do you know, how did the partnership come about in the first place? You know, we do get requests uh, from certain partners who have been uh, asked by a particular CPG advertiser, look, you know, we work with IRI now and Mm -hmm. we want to try to figure out how to measure this. Can you figure that out with them and get back to us? Mm, That's mm -hmm. the majority of of the engagements in audio right now, and which is why we're so close with Odyssey from a partnership perspective, because, you know, if we weren't, it would just be sort of a one-off request and, you know, it would be impossible to come up with a solution. To give some background to our listeners on the campaign, uh, and we do have a case study, which I'll link in the description box. The brand basically wanted to launch a 24-week audio campaign targeting specific consumer segments. That's that's the case study at a high level. Too often, it's difficult to be able to collect, for example, exposure files to get a good understanding of how certain audiences of a particular segment are consuming the content. In the case of uh, Odyssey Claritas, there's there's you know there's the, there's the ability to be able to do that, and so. From a process perspective, we have the ability to match that with a loyalty card database mm, okay. and get a good understanding of, of where the purchases uh, were, both in, in terms of um, you know sales, penetration, occasion, spend per occasion, and the demos themselves. So it, it really is uh, reliant on the partner having the ability to be able to feed the data back to us so that we can match it with our loyalty card database. Okay. Yeah. And so... Campaign measurement, once you're, you know, we tend to advocate for measuring the success of your campaigns while they're still in flight, but it's a key component of marketing that is sometimes forgotten about, but it helps you really understand the true impact of media channels, what they're having on driving sales. Do you ever come across clients that are kind of hesitant to go forward with this step or aren't really interested in that process? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think there's there's two buckets of, of measurement when it comes to, you know, uh, low involvement, high frequency purchase mm-hmm. brands like, um, you know, CPG. And I would argue there are some high involvement CPG brands. You know, for many, many years, it was really all about generating a lot of awareness because the tools weren't there to be able to functionally track a conversion. And the retailers exactly. were sort of disconnected from the media supply chain. Now, you know, you're seeing a lot of uh, clients, the manufacturers or advertisers, they're essentially, you know, working across the aisle. So you do have media departments working with sales departments and by, you know, by default shopper marketing departments where they're pooling dollars and they're saying, right, so, you know, we, we are more than happy to finance campaigns that generate awareness around a particular brand topic event something that you know is is going to deliver some information around perhaps say uh, a, a, you know a, a traditional retailer holiday you know come to the store mm-hmm. and then the shopper marketing folks are saying right so you know this is this is great so why don't we make certain that we maybe parse out some of those dollars to put together um, a campaign or series of campaigns that has, uh, you know, for example, a non-traditional holiday within the holiday, like Friendsgiving. Let's go ahead and take a look and see how we might be able to actually functionally measure uh, 
sales around, uh, I don't know, a set of maybe half a dozen or so products that uh, are either bundled or not bundled or special, special price, special call to action. We're seeing a lot of that work on the advertiser side because it's, it's, only, <laughs> it's only what everybody's been talking about in theory for quite some time. And so by default saying full funnel is something that's been popping up a lot, even though you know I think the funnel is quite collapsed these days <laughs> when it comes to any kind of uh, medium. So yes, right. we are seeing a lot of advertisers asking more for this kind of measurement, especially as it relates to to podcasting. Okay, I'm glad to hear that because if you would have, uh, if I would have asked you that question a couple of years ago, it probably would have been no, they're not asking for that. So yeah, no, they're like <laughs> it's something cool. Let's just let's just spend some money and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it still happens. You still have, you know, it, it's based on the maturity of the organization. I mean, yes. PMGs in the world, um, Pepsi's of the world. You know, some of the CPG companies that we do work with, you know, they have marketing mix models, and right, you know, we're we're very much focused on making certain that. Uh, when we assist them with that kind of work that we're measuring out all the channels uh, and smaller advertisers may still be in, in the realm of awareness. And we, we certainly help them test and learn with, with partners like Odyssey. Well, good, good. Glad to hear that. Well, actually, that was the uh, the last question that I had for you, Daryl. So oh, okay. yeah. right. <laughs> it was well, a quick conversation, but it was that's good. Okay. That's and okay. I know that's I'm sure we'll be collaborating on other stuff in the future. So yeah. You know, we'll save some conversation for another day. But thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. No problem. Happy to help. Okay. So before I let you go, though, can you let our listeners know what's next for IRI and how they can connect with you and IRI in case they're interested in learning more about what you guys can offer them? Sure. So what's new for IRI? Well, we made an announcement uh, several weeks ago that uh, our purchase of NPD is complete. And so NPD is uh, an organization a little bit like ours in the marketplace, but they track sales data from many other categories outside of CPG. So exciting, exciting things to, to come yeah. there. And, you know, when it comes to audio or a lot of the emerging media uh, areas, we're, we're certainly focused on helping advertisers and agencies and partners like Odyssey alike to uh, not only track the success of marketing campaigns, but also to give them a better understanding of what's what's going on in the, out there in the marketplace mm-hmm. be, before even media is purchased. And so um, it is it is really a, uh, you know, it's an intelligence company as much as it is a technology company. We'll go ahead and make sure we link back to IRI, link to your LinkedIn page um, in our description box, just so if anybody wants a quick link to grab, they can go there. And again, thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. All right, folks, that's all the time that we have for today. I do want to, again, thank my two guests for joining me and thank those of you listening at home or on the go. If you've not already, please take a moment to follow the Marketing Insider so you never miss an episode. Rate us five stars on your podcast app of choice, our favorite being Spotify, and share us with a friend or colleague so we can keep the conversation going. And with that, we'll see you next time with a brand new episode. Bye now. Bye now.